intercepted. Yes, it is. And Columbia has knocked off Harvard. Last one, how are you feeling today? I think it's going to be a fun one. Going to end it on a high note, so I'm excited to, to talk to them. Absolutely. We have three of our captains with us. Unfortunately, Caden Bell not able to join us. But uh, we are very excited to be reacting to a 29-14 victory over Cornell on Saturday, your guys' first Ivy League victory of the season. I'm just going to toss it right over to you guys and kind of just get initial thoughts and reactions, just how it felt to get that first victory. Yeah, man, I think it was one of those ones It's like a long time coming, and it, it doesn't really put a, like a, a Band-Aid on the season. Like, you still feel that wound, but, man, it's, it leaves a good taste in your mouth walking away, at least that, uh, you know what I'm saying, you were able to come out with that win because it was so elusive, and it almost seemed like we were going to once again elude it um, another time on Saturday, but we ended up getting our hands on it. Um, a very emotional win, to be honest. Like, we had a lot of fun out there too. So one of the more fun games of the season – it's just a great memory to have in, in my back pocket going forward, um, just in my life of just that one game, like isolated from the whole season. It was a very fun game, very fun game. Yeah, um, kind of a bittersweet deal, right? Like proud of the way our guys played and, you know, talk about perseverance. Like you go through six Ivy losses in a row. Week 10 up at Cornell, like up in Ithaca. Like it's tough to it's it's tough to go through that emotional turmoil and still turn out a great performance and we and we did it. It's not easy to do, you know. And um, I'm super proud of us for doing that. But like, it's a bittersweet deal because we played a pretty good game and we showed what kind of team we were capable of being uh, for the rest of the season. Beat beat a good team. Beat a team that had some success this year. Um, and you know, at, at times in that game, beat them up pretty handily. So we showed. You know, the potential, and potential is a dirty word, so, you know, you, I, I have a hard time using it. But uh, we showed the potential of what this season could have been, but and, and we didn't get it done. So it's a bittersweet deal, but I'm so happy. I'm so happy for the seniors and to go out like that and, you know, going up to going up to Ithaca. Ithaca's a great place for us at this point. You know, you go up to beat up, beat up Cornell. Uh, so uh, although it's cold, it's a great place to get a win. So, you know, happy for those guys. Happy for, uh, you know, young guys who stepped up and made plays that we'll get into and, um yeah, great way to go out, but you know I don't want anybody to lose that chip on our shoulders as we go into the off season here. So that's where my head's at. Um, yeah, I mean it was great to to get a win. Obviously, it's any losing streak is tough, but you go you go obviously you go zero and six, and you're facing a winless a winless season in the league. To get that win was awesome, and then it was awesome, you know, for me because this was uh, you know CJ has a decision to make, and Pat's obviously coming back. For me, this was my my last time wearing a, a Columbia jersey, even though it had a hoodie underneath of it. But um, so that was really cool to be able to be a part of that win and to end this thing off with a win. And then, you know, obviously this season was what it was, but it's great to have that moving into the off season because I think it provides a lot of hope for the guys coming back. And then, yeah, I think I think it, it'll fuel the 2024 Lions, which is, is, you know, should be the focus now, you know. And we've talked a bit about trophy games on this podcast uh, throughout the year. Uh, this is your guys' third uh, Empire State Bowl victory in a row. 
Um, just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on that and just what that means to you guys. Yeah, I think it's one of my favorite games. I'm a um, not a big jerseys guy, but I, I, I'm, I'm like I really like the color rush that we do against Cornell every every uh, every year. Like every game, you find something to make it special about. That's what's special to me. I really like looking at red versus blue. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, it was cool. Like it's cool. The Empire Stable was cool. It's like last game of the season. A little rivalry. What's, what's up, Pat? Red versus blue. Red versus blue, man. <laughs> Hi, right, brother. <laughs> what about what about Mega Bowl? I got some of those comments. I love on, the Mega Bowl. Mega Bowl. Live for the Mega Bowl. So it actually says Mega Bowl on the. Cover. It does it? Say? Yeah, does okay. it? That's yeah, awesome. It's sick. Yeah. When did when did that start? Did that start as far back as as the Empire State Bowl, or is that? Yeah, it predated is that new? it. Yeah, no. The it Mega Bowl is really? the Mega Bowl is okay. Is the uh, we got a little history like G Lamb. You know, shout out G Lamb. You know, gave me a little bit of a history lesson. <laughs> Let's hear it. That I made sure to share with the fellas and. You know, I, I don't want to be butchering this a little bit, but ba- basically back in the day, uh, G. Lamb figured we got to juice up this game a little bit, <laughs> give the boys something to play for in like a long season. I think both teams had like a long season. I guess kind of like we had both had this year. And it's like, you know, this is the last game. We got to juice the boys up, get them mm-hmm. right. You know, we're, we're playing a trophy game. So I guess they reached out to the Cornell guys, and they were like, yeah, like we're all in on that. Like, That's awesome. And he like made like the – he went with the Flint Tropics uh, concept of the Mega Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and was like huge clear yeah. <laughs> and was like alright we need to like get a trophy so like the day before the game he went to like Home Depot or something out or Lowe's like and grabbed like some mixing bowls and like <laughs> taped them together <laughs> and put like a football in, in it and like awesome. and like that they played for it that's, <laughs> that's awesome amazing. like is that awesome that's or what? sick yeah that's and the best that. part about the story is he's like yeah and then like eventually like the university like we recognized that as like, an official trophy game like got a Got like that nice cup that we, yeah. we right? he said, but like for like five years after, like all the boys cared about was that mega ball. ball. <laughs> that's all they cared about. Yeah, it was that's like sick. it was like taped together. Like that's awesome. I think that's I've awesome. seen it around. I've never seen it. I've never seen like it. Like when he when he you sent it to the group chat, I was like, I think I feel like I've seen that somewhere. I've never. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have. But probably in G Lamb's awesome. office in a in a plastic. It should I mean, be. In a glass it's probably, box. It's Dude, we should call this thing the Lamble. And yeah, you know, and this is a real proposition, like. We should call the the Empire State Bowl the the Greg Lamb Empire State Cup. We should, we should. Like that'd be badass. Yeah, I don't know if I say that. That'd be dope. I think he deserves it. No, he deserves it. The Greg Lamb Empire State Bowl. I love yeah, that. Yeah, he deserves. Cool. There's not a guy who's more deserving. And he has like one of those I names where you don't really question like who that guy is. Yeah, it's yeah. like Gregory yeah. Lamb. Like, oh, like, that, that guy did stuff. He did yeah. something. <laughs> 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 he did something. But yeah, getting back on the subject, what? it is a fun trophy game. Mm-hmm. We have a couple Georgetown. Like it just adds something to play for because taking a loss hurts enough. But if you take a loss and you got to give something up that you got to somebody, yeah. like like physically, I have to give you this thing that I just held on to for a year because you just beat it out of me. Like that <laughs> that hurts. So. so to be on the other side of that, though, three years now, which awesome. is great. Keep yeah. it at home. Keep it at given, home ever since yeah. I've been here. Given our record in trophy games, we should just make up a trophy for, for every, every game. game. We we'll, we'll go undefeated. Every game. We'll go undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, this is a uh, – I mean, you know what is coming, though? The Al Bagnoli Bowl or Al Bagnoli Trophy. Ooh. Yeah, like, let, let's get that going. That's got – I mean, if that's not coming, I don't yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Needs to. Needs That'd to. That would be sweet. The Al Bagnoli Bowl. Yeah, Bagnoli Bowl. That would be a good one. Bagnoli Bowl. That would be awesome. But I feel like he needs a trophy, like with the play sheet on his arm, and like. Oh, we said that like him and like a ref. Yes. <laughs> yelling. Him just. <laughs> and the ref like this. That would be smooth, bro. That's awesome. What about you, Pat? What do you have to think about about that that game? Well, I mean the trophy. You know, 
Uh, 3-0 against Cornell at this point. Um, officially winning record against my dad's alma mater, which yep. is huge. <laughs> uh, actually, quick story. My dad pulled up to the uh, team hotel uh, the night before game like with, with my, my mom and my aunt and my uncle. And uh, I walked to the lobby to like, meet him. And he was in his Cornell football jersey. <laughs> from 1985. That's, so that's funny. That's funny. You know, Fuel to the fire, right there. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was dangerous coming into em- enemy territory. Did he wear it to the game? No, no. I was about to say <laughs> that would be nuts. Yeah. Uh, so he wore that. I mean, he, you know, he looked like a bozo, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, definitely, definitely, definitely juiced the boys up. A couple guys were walking by, shot him some double takes, and <laughs> you know, that's what you get. Add fuel to the fire. Yeah. So it was good. It was good to good to beat those guys up. I was going to say, too, Patty, I was working social media for the game, and I was cutting highlights, and you had a tackle for loss, like, towards the end of the fourth quarter. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got shout-outs from the broadcast for your celebration, so I'm going to say, was there a little bit extra in there for your dad? Were you yeah, yeah. A I mean, I, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm su- I, honestly, looking back, I'm surprised I didn't turn to the Cornell sideline, but, uh, you know, I'm glad I didn't. But, uh, yeah, you know, I was juiced. I brought some juice. A simple equation. It's a, it's a simple formula, <laughs> CJ. Juiceless equals useless. useless. That's it. <laughs> simple formula. So I was just trying to satisfy the equation, you know. <laughs> um, and another thing we were very excited to talk about, unfortunately Kane's not here, but we'll still weigh in with you guys about his 65-yard touchdown run where it seemed like he was looking back uh, at the defense maybe like every other millisecond. He was just going back and forth, <laughs> back and forth. He was not looking ahead. I was actually – um, Mike tasked me with trying to count how many times he did it. It was so many times <laughs> I kind of just gave up. With um, flash. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Uh, I just wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on what that probably meant for Caden and stuff like that. Oh, I, I can't even imagine. Like, last game of the season, no matter what struggles we went through or what's been going on, you get a touchdown in your last ever game on that type of style. Like, that's probably the longest run of his career. Yeah, touchdown for wise. sure. For sure. Yeah, like. His college career. I don't know what he's doing in high school. Probably his high school career, too, dude. I mean, he was scooting in high school. I mean, Cali boys, Did he really, know, though? You know them Cali Did boys Did he really? <laughs> like that? I mean, watch. I think he was more dual threat in high school than he oh, was Oh, was he? I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's, like, I can't even imagine. Like, that's like me getting a pick six in my last game. Like, mm-hmm. I, especially the way he did it, too, because I saw them working it. We, like, run, like, pregame warm-ups, right? So, we run, like, seven-on-seven, seven, offense versus defense, and it's, like, walk-through type thing. Like, you're not going hard. Then it's 11-on-11. 11 11. And I saw them keep doing it. I'm like, what is this read option y'all are pulling out? Like, I'm like, what is this? Like, they were doing it. And then when he did it in game, I'm like, no way. Because I saw him get the call. I was like, no way. <laughs> Skirted off. I was proud of him, though. It's amazing. I didn't even realize he had the ball, honestly. Until he, like, <laughs> he was gone. Yeah, he was, he was gone. Then it was just a matter of, like, was he going to get caught? And, like, to his credit, like, he's a pretty fast dude. I think a lot of guys saw that this offseason. I think he had a big offseason in terms of, like, running. But, uh, yeah, like, those guys couldn't catch him. They yeah. And a couple of them had angles on them. Like yeah. like decent angles where it's Pulled like. Pulled away, separated. Yeah, yeah like if, <laughs> if that's like an unathletic quarterback, like those defenders, like you, had, they had angles on them. He, I was like, is he going to get caught? Didn't even fall, didn't even like get tripped up in. Yeah, nothing. Walked in. Stand yeah. up touchdown. I know. That was sweet. <laughs> kind of looked like uh, Dante Miller running, running in there. <laughs> <laughs> Reminded me of uh, 2021. Exactly, Dante, that? exactly the same <laughs> thing. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I was watching the O-line that play. Uh, I, you know, for most plays, I was watching the O-line, and, like, the whole scheme is going to the opposite side. And so, like, I was kind of confused at first, and then I saw him break away, and he just kept running. 
Now, obviously, I was beyond excited, but you know, there's like nothing better as an O lineman when you're blocking and you just see like a ball carrier like 40 yards downfield, nobody catching him. You're like, the drive's over. <laughs> I can go catch a break. Yeah. Like, like you know, like those long drives are brutal when you go 18. You see, like you get like a big play like a big touchdown pass on the sideline or like some big run that rips it. Yeah. I mean, that's probably just the best feeling in the world as an offensive lineman. So Turbo was y'all's favorite running back. Oh, my time. goodness. <laughs> he was great. Um, a question I have for the defense. Um, it's been a theme, you know, throughout this entire podcast, you know, that you guys have had a great season. The stats backed it up. Uh, but sometimes you guys have just been unable to close out games or in the big moment something went wrong or whatever. Uh, this game you guys went up 22 nothing. Cornell scores two touchdowns. They're bringing it to 22-14, and they're marching. Um, have the chance to, you know, make that tying score with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, but Hayden McDonald comes away with the big 71-yard uh, pick six, we'll call it. Just how good did that feel? Weight off your shoulders. Like, how good was that? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very vulnerable in saying this. But when he caught that, I was on the sideline because Schmo went in. I'm going to be very vulnerable in saying this. <laughs> when he caught that, I shed tears. I shed <laughs> tears when he caught that. And he was going because I had no reaction. I was like, why am I like not reacting right now? Then when he scored, like a tear fell out. <laughs> it was just relief, like relief from this whole season because I felt like it was like pin all over again, one of those games all over again where like if you w lose six games in Ivy, you almost think like there's something in the back of your mind like we just can't win a game. Like, and you look for reasons, like glass half empty type thing. Like you look for a reason of why it's not going to work out. And like – as like when they scored the first time, like I honestly probably didn't say more than like two words when I wasn't on the field because I was just so pissed because I thought we were gonna give it up. And as they're marching down the field, I'm like, we cannot give this up. Like we can't give this up. And then he catches that, and it was just like put a cap on the season. Like we finally did it. Like finally made the great play, not just the good play. Like and you see his play, like it's really a want to type play. They ran the route three or four times on him, got him on it three or four times, and like this time he's like, I did just not gonna give me on it. Like I see this route combo again, I'm jumping it. Jumped it with full force, caught it with a running start. That's why nobody caught him, and he zoomed out of there. Like, that's really just a one-two type play, and that's a mentality type thing you got to have to where I'm catching this and I'm going because I'm so confident in that I know this is coming. So, yeah, it was an emotional play for me, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, that was just – it was awesome. Uh, big moment, like you guys said, um, came through. And, you know – and, you know, I thought we did a good job up until that point. I mean, we got him to fourth and six, fourth and four, something like that. Fourth and six. Fourth and six. Like, you know, at that point, we're like, you know, we're going we're gonna to bear down here. Like, we kind of knew the deal. And for Hayden to come up and make that big play uh, and also just, like, you know, put it in his own hands and just take that thing right to the end zone, like, that's a, that's a big-time play. And my favorite part about that was in the moment, right, so that's kind of a nail in a coffin. And, uh just the whole defense running down there. I mean, I, I think we celebrated for like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they were kicking the extra point. We we're still taking pictures in the end zone. So <laughs> that was, uh, you know, that, that's that's a real, real memory and a real exclamation point for the season that, like, now I can look back on it and kind of just be like, man, you know, uh, I've, I've been saying it a lot. Like, we, we, were, we were good all season until it was time to be great. But in that moment, we were great. And, um, uh, and it was it was a good good memory for us to have as a defense, a real tight knit group that that we can look back on and be proud of. So, shout out Hayden, that's a big time play. Big time. And speaking of great, uh, my last question is for you, Luke. Um, the you know, Caden and Joe Green both made some big throws in this game when it mattered. 
Uh, but the story, to me at least, was the ground game and what you guys did rushing the ball. You had 235 rushing yards, averaged 6.2 yards per carry. Uh, what did you see from the offensive line that just allowed you guys to dominate like that? Yeah, I mean, especially in the first half, they were just rolling guys. They just, like, uh, took it upon themselves to, you know, just move that entire front backwards. And, you know, Cornell made some adjustments that can have made it a little harder to do that, bring in some pressure and stuff. But they continued to, you know, get yards where they could. And, the, uh, yeah, I think that O-line, I think they wanted to send out, you know, Prusky. He was the only fifth-year guy. He was the only guy who's not coming back on a high note, I think. Bruski went out there and played played his butt off. And then I think, yeah, I think, like, when you do that to a team in the run game, like, it's just we're just going to keep doing this until you stop it. And obviously they had trouble stopping it. So I think that was kind of the mindset. I mean, there were times when, you know, all five of our linemen were four yards downfield moving the line of scrimmage. You know, there wasn't a single red jersey within four yards of where the ball had been snapped. So like to have that kind of domination is just you make that decision – you know, pre-snap, and then, yeah, it's just like a dominance thing. It was, it was awesome to see. All right, and moving into our shout-outs, um, I'm actually going to ask you guys for two names today, or if you want to get more, uh, that's totally fine. But we're going to do, obviously, shout-out to the game, uh, the, <coughs> the names that, you know, didn't pop off the box score but helped contribute to this uh, first Ivy League victory. Um, but I also want you guys to give a shout-out to the season, just another name that had a one. huge help uh, throughout the whole season that, you know, might not have popped off any of the box scores. Uh, but was a huge con uh, contributor for you guys. Yeah, I go my first shout out of the game is um, Levi Robbins. Um, little <laughs> Levi, man. Stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, I really appreciate like these a lot of these freshmen, man. Like, they came in here, and they came like, I don't know if it's like obviously it's like a it's, it takes two to tango. So like, we kind of came in here and have such like a welcoming culture and like. We don't like strangers in our locker room. So, like, we kind of, like, really want to get to know guys early and, like, for guys to feel comfortable being themselves. And on their on this other hand, like, they came in there was authentically themselves, like, from the jump pretty much. Like, so it really helped team chemistry from that aspect. And, like, for Levi, it's like I, I have a relationship with him, like, off the field. He doesn't say much, but, like, we have, a, we have a mutual understanding of each other off the field. And, like, for him to come on the field and be, like, very vocal. Like, he was playing field corner, which I'm in the field playing rover. Um, he was very vocal. Like, we was having conversations. We get to the bench. He's talking articulately about what just happened on the field, um, what like, crossing routes he's covering, what he's doing at Zorro. He's telling me stuff. Like, he's the freshman telling the captain, like, hey, if they run this route, I need you right there. Like, come make this tackle. And for that, like, I like that confidence. It makes me feel good being out on the field that, like, you know what you're doing, too, and you're confident in what you're doing, too. Like, that gets me juiced. So, shout out to him, man. He held, he held his own out there, made some plays, ended up uh, causing a pick. Um, and really just did, did his thing, man, did his thing. So I, I really appreciate him uh, for that. And I'll say my shout out of the season will go to Anthony Russos. Um, for Russos, like, we came in, in the same class. We were actually at the same camp when we were both trying to get recruited at Columbia. Um, it's a funny story. So I, I actually, like, and I talked to Gusto about this. Like, I actually wasn't going to get the offer to come to Columbia until it, it was one-on-ones. And I went to running back because it was, like, 20 linebackers and, like, seven running backs. So I went to running back. We went to one-on-ones in the camp. I couldn't lose a rep. And so we got to the last rep, and then uh, it was me versus Tony. Like, it was some other kid that was up there, and then Coach Dell was like, no, nah, like, get Tony up there. Russo, she right there. And so then he put him up there against me, and Tony Tony ended up getting me on my last rep of the day. I only got to get me. So, I mean, we have, like, we started – and we were roommates when we came on our official visits as well. 
Um, so me and Tony had a long relationship, and we kind of had two alternate alternate paths. Like when I, we first got here, my sophomore year, like I ended up earning a starting spot, um, and kind of was able to like be in that limelight of a starting sophomore, like doing what I need to do or whatever. And he suffered from injuries year after year after year after year after year, um, time after time after time. And it wasn't until last year when our starting wheel got hurt that he popped in the game and had a great season. And then this year they moved from wheel to Mike, which in our defense is like the center point of our defense. If our mic isn't playing at the highest of his ability, then we're not going to be a good defense. We've had Scott Valentez, we've had Justin Willie, we have Cam Dillon. And so he's just in that lineage of guys at that Mike linebacker position that you really got to be the commander of the defense. And he's not the most talkative guy, but he's the type where you feel his presence out there. Um, and he knows what he needs to do. He's getting to his drops, he's getting to his reads, he's getting over with pullers and stuff like that. And for me, it's like our relationship is so good and Rocco's that like when we're out there, we're really three as one. That's our thing. Like we always say we move three as one. Three linebackers moving in unison. Like a lot of things we don't even have to talk about. Like it just comes natural. And for him, I think he led the team in tackles this year with 93, I think. So almost a 100 tackle season. And it's like he probably had more that just wasn't on a stat sheet. Like that guy's everywhere. And like for him, he's just like such a good culture guy. He's one of those goo guys that like, you know what I'm saying, he might not like be the flashiest guy or the guy that's talking first in interviews, but – if you really ask the guys in that locker room who's the most important, one of the most important people to this team is that guy. So I really appreciate him for that and just how hard he's worked because I always knew it, it was there for him. It's just he wasn't able to experience that as early as he should have. Uh, like I was blessed to do, but nonetheless, man, I'm happy for him and hope we can run it back. Is that it, all the shout-outs? Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, I, 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 I want to make sure. I, I don't know if it's two or three. So Two, yep. Game and yeah, season. I might do three. You can uh, do as many as you want. But. So I'll do uh, – first I'll do, I'll do from, like, the game and just, like, to keep, keep going off of what uh, CJ said with, uh, with Levi and another freshman guy who's just, just a grinder. And, you know, a lot of guys know I'm a big fan of these, uh, some of these freshman guys. Just, they're just work guys. Just, just come in. Lunch pail guys. They are. It's a lot and of so them. I'm going to go to Chuck Newton, mm. who's uh, – Nice. What is he, our backup, Will? Yeah. I mean – he comes in play, playing inside linebacker as a freshman is hard. Like th- there are a few positions where it's like playing as a freshman is is a little bit unrealistic and like you know it's O line is probably the big one and then a quarterback and besides that it's probably inside linebacker. Yeah. Uh, came in, you know, same thing as Levi doesn't really talk too much uh, <laughs> or at all, but you know ju- just just a worker, you know and. Uh, Picks up the defense, gets better and better every week. Came, I think he had two solo tackles or one uh, against Cornell. But he was doing that all season, so I want to take this opportunity and just shout him out. And there's a bunch of other freshman guys that are uh, big Doc, Brayden Dockery. We, we, we talked Ooh, about him. We talked about shot. him. Like a I was going to say, talking team. about freshman workhorses, that does. Yeah. A Clydesdale. Yeah, so, he, <laughs> I mean, like guys like that, ju- just, just guys. I really respect freshmen who came in here. Uh, ready to be a college football player, and like, right. th- there's a really good group of guys that just that just came in from the jump, and and uh, we're, we're ready to go to work, regardless of like talent or what somebody told them about like how they were gonna project at the next level or whatever uh, nonsense people were telling them coming out. Like, guys came in and we're ready to work. So I respect, I really respect that. Um, and I'm gonna do, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna like do two seasons. Shout outs for my guys. Number one is uh one of number one is James Knox, you know. Mm. <laughs> uh another season with Noxie. Always <laughs> always a blessing. Uh played right next to him now for like probably started I think together for like I think Noxie it's like sixteen games or something like that. Sixteen, seventeen games. Um always know what you're gonna get. High effort, high physicality, guy could be proud of to uh to line up next to um 
you know, and then off the field, obviously, Knox is Knox is the man. Knox is the greatest. Uh, just, you know, always has your back. Um, great teammate, great person to know, and uh, I'm really proud that I've got to play with him for the last two seasons. I hope, you know, he's got a decision to make, but I hope that uh, I'm able to do it again. So, shout-out, Knox. And then for a season shout-out, I don't think there's any better one than uh, my guy, JT. So, led the league in sacks this year, tied. Uh, and no, you know, no one even, no one's even talking about it. And um, I think he's second in the league in TFLs. Uh, j- the guy just had a great season. And by the way, like nobody, I said it, I said it in the uh, the uh, preseason. What he's going to do? Like no one's surprised because that's kind of guy he is. That's kind of the talent he has, and the work that he put in this year to to follow up a second team all Ivy season was an even better one. And by the way, if you asked him how he played this year, he'd probably say, "Yeah, not great, not my best." Uh, when in reality, like, anytime we needed a big play, he was one of those guys along with, like, Tony, Seth P, got really go-to guys that w- we needed big plays from. So, uh, shout-out JT, proud of you, man. Like, um, that, that's awesome stuff. And, I, I, and, like, I know me and CJ and Luke have seen the work firsthand, what's put in to, to be the sack leader in this league. And, um, you know, he's not even close to done, which is awesome. So, shout-out JT. How many did he finish with, do you know? Seven and a half. It's a good season. Um, I got my shout out for the game is going to be the offensive line unit. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pick one just because they all played really well. They all held up really well in protection all day. And obviously anytime you rush for 200 plus on a team, it, it's a testament to the offensive line. So I'm, I'm super proud of those guys. You know, we had, there were four guys on the field on Saturday who had never played a meaningful college snap before this season, which is, you know, when you look at last year's O-line, the entire starting O-line had started 10-plus games. So to have those guys in there and just perform at the level they did, not just this game, but just all season, I think is a testament to how hard all those guys work. And I'm I'm really proud to be able to, you know, be a part of that group. Um, My shout-out for the year, um, I got a couple. Um, to start, it's going to be my, my main shout out will be to Mark Chapman, who is a sophomore center, was our center this year, replacing Will Hamilton, arguably one of the best offensive linemen to play at Columbia in the last five years. Um, and he not only filled that role, but just probably exceeded every expectation. You know, there's like a, there's like a grading system. Obviously we do our own grades which, you know, he consistently graded out the highest lineman every week, lineman every week, and then on top of that, PFF does grading, which PFF, take it or leave it, but um, you look at it, and he also graded out consistently as one of the highest performers on offense every week at that. So just kind of like a model of consistency, and for a guy as young as he is for a sophomore with how he approaches the game and, you know, with the maturity he approaches the game with, like that guy will just be a stud, you know, in the, ne- in the league for the next two years. So shout-out Mark Chapman. Um Going to give some love to some defensive guys, with one of them being Rocco Milia. I love watching him play. I love his game. Um, obviously, Tony is a stud, but Rocco's ability to just somehow end up with the ball in his hands for an offense is just un- uncanny. And, you know, he had a pick six against Georgetown last year. He had three picks this year, like, for, for middle linebacker to be able to do that and create turnovers in games that matter in big moments – I mean that that pick he had in the on on Saturday was arguably just as big for the game as Hayden's pick was, 
you know. So to have a guy, and he almost had two. The other one went to Bredner. The guy, to have a guy who just constantly, you know, sniffs the ball around and yeah, he'd have another breakup. Yeah, yeah like monster dude. yeah, He's a monster yeah. In the past so game. like, I mean, to have yeah. a linebacker that good at coverage and then to see him kind of fly around the field with how fast he is sideline to sideline is just a luxury that not many teams at our level get to have. And then final shout out is, uh, you know, I think in general our whole secondary, but especially Carter McFadden. Um, not only is he just such a weapon in the return game, uh, to see him out there just locking dudes up at field corner. And for me, you know, it's funny to watch corners because I just couldn't imagine. Like, it's so, in terms of athletically, it's so different from what I'm even close to capable of doing. I would just be lost out there. So I'm kind of like in awe of how, of how athletic they're to be able to do that. And to see Carter out there, you know, obviously you have Seth on the other side just locking guys down so you know he's going to get more targets every game and he's just been so good all year and our secondary in general has been so good all year um funny story from saturday i had gone up to Caden. we were on the sideline watching and drive and i was like man bremner he's he's really come together this year he's not like i've been playing well he's like yeah man but you know hayden's been just as good and then like the next play hayden had a pick six it was just kind of funny <laughs> but like just how elite our secondary was all Ridiculous. year has been i mean I think all of our quarterbacks said the best secondary in the league, the hardest one to throw against. So, you know, to all those guys, but especially Carter, those, those are my shout-outs. And, by the way, just to touch on that secondary, like, I think statistically it's the best secondary. Like, like we have really good pass stats, right? I think we're definitely the best since uh, Coach Bagnoli's been here. Like, yeah. Best secondary that we've ever had statistically. Yeah, and it's like coming into the year, that was the uh, – that was those were the guys we had to protect as a defense. Oh well, our secondary's new guys. We got to we got to make sure like we, we do everything to help those guys out. Well, the best secondary in the league, and one of the best in the FCS, and it's a it's made up of guys that, you know, just work, just work. Like Hayden's a guy who, you know, came in as a freshman, scout team guy, and just worked and changed his body and his uh his mind as a football player. Here all summer. Here all summer, just just Facts. worked and, and and made the biggest play of the year. A B, a guy who contributed early in in on special teams. Got better every season, and now is playing at a level like an all Ivy type safety yeah, level. Yeah. Seth P obviously goes from a role guy to now. All right, he's our he's our stud. He's the guy we're gonna go rely on to shut down whoever's going to the boundary. And then obviously Carter, um, who plays every position on the team, yeah, um, goes from a special team stud to all right. We need you to play field corner, and then when our when our stud boundary corner goes down with concussion, you just gotta bump over to the boundary yeah. while you're still returning punts and kicks. Yeah. And he says, uh, okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll now make 10 solo tackles in the process. So, like, four dudes that are just, you know, DBs are a little, c- can be a little bit of prima donna sometimes. Yeah, that's well, a bit done of them are. Well, that's the well big thing. Well, our four thing. guys are tough, so tough, tough, tough So team-first yeah. guys. Like, and as a guy who's watched on offense and at tight end who's played against guys who have gone, you know, played in the secondary, like, there's just no holes in the secondary. You know, I think every rebender we've had, like, some really good players, but then there's been some guys that – rotated or you know whatever like there may be some liabilities and it's it's just crazy like top to bottom how good those guys were as a unit so yeah shout out to them and then shout out to coach cook as well yeah obviously great coach yeah jag one physical therapy is a proud partner of the columbia lions with state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient the JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, 
Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. Make a brilliant move to Vandewater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heists. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. Your first sip of Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beer is a game changer. It tastes so good, you can't believe it's non-alcoholic. With a variety of craft beer styles from IPAs to sours, you can sip and celebrate alongside the Columbia Lions game-changing plays. Find a store near you or order online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code COLUMBIA10 to get 10% off their first six-pack at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, fit for all times. Exclusions and conditions apply. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. All right, and then one last football thing before we talk about Thanksgiving and then wrap it up. Um, all Ivy nominations, I think the selections are coming out soon this week, so I, don't, um, I was just wondering what you guys thought. Some of your predictions for who's going to get, you know, those – those awards uh i mean in the ivy traditionally um teams that win a lot get heavy favor um so there's gonna be a lot of guys that should get it that won't get it unfortunately just because of the nature of the selection um i think all ivy guys we should have probably our whole secondary should be some type of all ivy i think rocco and tony should be some type of all ivy i think JT should be some type of all Ivy. I think Joey should be some type of all Ivy. Um, Chapman should be some type of all Ivy. Um, JJ should be some type of all Ivy. Maybe Eden sneaks his way in there. I don't know. He's a newcomer. But 
Yeah, I think those are the guys that should get some type of recognition. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, being one and six in the league doesn't help anybody's chances. But I think who guys who like would shock me or off it is like obviously JT. It would shock me if JT's off first team if you lead league in sacks, um, second in TFLs. That would shock me if he and he's great down and down. So that would shock me if he's not first team. He's gonna be something. Um, Tony is gonna be on there. Tony should be first team. He probably won't be just because yeah. of our record. But yeah, that's my opinion. Uh, I, I think there's three inside backers. He might he might be a first team guy. Maybe. Uh, I mean, he sh- like, like he said, he should I, be. I, he should he be should a first be. team guy. If you look at film of like these other defenses, there's nobody that like really plays like him. Yeah. The guy who blocks it's middle linebackers is just like. I'm just trying to think of any other dude in the league. Maybe the dude, the, the Princeton number nine legit. from Princeton. The Princeton dude's good. Legit, number nine yeah. from he's he, like Tony. He had a f- yeah. He's yeah. very similar. He's like he had a season where he had a hundred plus tackles yeah. this year. He's legit this year he did. in ten games, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So Tony, he, he's good. Tony will be on there in some capacity. Seth will be on there in some capacity. It's just a matter of like he might get cheated out of a first team status because of a record, which sucks. But he's gonna be on there. Um. And then, like, offensively, Joey will get something. Will Hughes will get something. Oh, yeah, Bigfoot Bill. Yeah. It surprised me. I don't even know. I mean, I'm not well-versed in the punting world of the Ivy League, but I don't think there's a better punter, right? Isn't, like, in terms of net, everything. I yeah, don't, I don't yeah he's number one in, in all those stats. Yeah, so uh, That guy's a stud. And ob- I think Carter, as a return specialist, will get something. I mean, the yeah. West Rocky kid's good, too. So, yeah, he is. Uh, I don't know. It's just a matter of like how how that's gonna go, but yeah. he'll be he'll be on there in some capacity as well. So I think those what is that five six guys? Yeah, I think six are like would shock me if not on it. And and like CJ said, I mean CJ is a good teammate, so he'll shout out the whole team. But <laughs> um, but th- there are a lot of guys who deserve it that that probably won't that probably won't get it. Which you know like um. It's just another reason to, to go out and win games, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. uh, hopefully, you know, at this point, I'm I'm already in off season mode and getting these guys ready to go. So you know, the whole focus is chip on our shoulder. So you know, hopefully, hopefully it, it gets uh, some guys have an even bigger chip on their shoulder going into the, going into the next season. Yeah, Tony's number two in the league for tackles, and he's like third in TFL. So. That's the nice thing is like those are just like statistics that you can't really ignore. So yeah, exactly. he's it like third in TFL. So interesting like. enough, Hayden's number nine in the league. I know. I saw. That. I mean, he. I mean, I honestly, honestly, you could make an argument for almost every defensive starter. Yeah. I in think my so. opinion, I yeah. think so too. Like, but we lost six. Uh, we, six yeah, it was not. Years. That's that's some, the unfortunate yeah. reality of when you don't have a winning record. Because if we were, you know, winning the Ivy or. You'd, we would probably have every defensive starter on there. Pretty much, um, yeah. Like, we'd probably have nine guys, ten yeah. guys. And then offensively, the only other guy that I think deserves it hands down is, like I said, Mark Chapman. I think he's a young center. He There's a lot of really good interior offensive linemen in our league, and there are a lot of really good interior offensive linemen on teams that had better records than us. Um, so I, I don't know if he'll get it this year, but – he will be an all-IV guy by the time he graduates. I have zero doubt about that. All right. Well, on that note, we will touch really fast about Thanksgiving this week. It's always a fun little topic to bring up. So, um, I mean, first question is, what are your guys' like, go-to Thanksgiving traditions? Go-to Thanksgiving traditions? i say my family is definitely writing your Christmas list on Thanksgiving. Because like, we all get together. Really? And, like, that's the perfect time where everybody's together. You get to hash out those outrageous asks, and you're around all your cousins, so you all can kind of, like, 
scheme up what's the best things that <laughs> you might be I forgetting. Like that. That's good. Yeah. So we usually do our Christmas list. So I think that's probably like my favorite tradition. That's sweet. Mine's just eating, obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I love Thanksgiving food, so like it's a uh, uh, it's a great holiday. Uh, I look forward to the meal all day, all week, you know. So <laughs> that that's it, and then just like enjoying f- like watching football too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty similar. My, my Thanksgivings, I love Thanksgiving. They're usually pretty low key. Um, I usually hang out with like a bunch of my my older family, like grandparents, great grandparents older uncles, cousins, so um, it's usually just, like, really good food, and I kind of just, like, food come with pass out watching football. So, I mean, food and football, like, there's not a whole lot more you could really ask for. Um, especially, yeah, and then uh, recently as you get older, like, Thanksgiving Eve, going home and seeing all your your friends from, you know, especially now, friends who've gone to other spots to work or in college, and to go home and hang out with them a little bit over the break is pretty nice, because Christmas is so people go everywhere, because it's hard to hard to see people over that break so it's mm-hmm. nice to go home and see some uh some old friends on thanksgiving eve so so that's probably my favorites now everyone here likes the food we're that's not, what i was we're gonna, not gonna ask. have a it's debate i'm looking at cj over there you like thanksgiving food i love thanksgiving food. all right yeah. I'm not I, a there's big, usually uh, someone who's like ah turkey man i'm uh, not a big turkey i mean guy. i know there it is <laughs> yeah my, my uncle he makes some good cajun turkey oh i've had that, that sounds that's so good, good. What, what's that so about good. it's like cajun season type yeah, yeah it's like he fries it too yeah. so it's like yeah it's just cooked a little different. It's more dry in a sense. It's not like dry to where like no, not the type it's of bad. dry you think about. <laughs> no, not the type of dry you think about. Like it's like not a dry rub on dry rub. Wing. T- yeah, is yeah. that what? Because that's like the type I had. It was like more like a dry that's rub. Like, yeah, like I don't like I don't like no like juicy turkey like where it like tastes <laughs> like ham. You like, don't like has it, so you don't like good turkey? No, yeah. like the per- like it should be like a sponge when I bite into it. It shouldn't sponge. be like a like a rubber. It shouldn't feel rubbery like ham. You know, some people have like some juicy turkeys. I like juicy turkeys. Is what I'm what I'm getting from right now. Well, I don't bro, like dry don't turkey. Yo, why are you calling a juicy turkey a ham? <laughs> Yo, because that's like the same texture a juicy turkey would have. You know, a turkey when you bite into it, it's we like a sponge. We knew have a hot take. Like a Twinkie type, like texture. What turkey are you eating? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like I I I don't know. Dude, I I really don't know. But that's, <laughs> that's all right. I mean, I'm glad. I like. I think I think the Cajun, uh, like fried turkey, whatever, sounds good. Yeah, it's good. And. Like I, my, my, you're making it sound pretty bad. I tried to help no, him out here, my, though. Yeah. I the reason, because really Mr. Hamilton, Will's Make dad, sure. makes this turkey. We didn't have it for Thanksgiving. We made it one more time, but like he takes like a syringe, yeah, and like injects Cajun butter yeah. into the turkey That's and then deep fries it. it. Yeah, exactly. and it was really, really good. And I don't, but I mean, it well, was same way. incredibly so juicy. So I don't know. Like it's, like ju- <laughs> it's juicy, like there's juice in it, right? But the meat itself is not like. Juicy, if you, if you get in my opinion. I, I, I don't want to get into this because like, I don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? it's but whatever. But my go-to plate, I'll say I'm putting. Yeah, that's a good one. Go-to going, plate. I'm putting Cajun turkey on there. Okay. I am putting probably some, some ham, like with pineapples. I don't know. I do the ham with pineapples. I don't do the ham, but we I do. We do ham for Christmas. I usually do ham Christmas. Yeah. Ham yeah. with pineapples. I'll do that on there. Um, And then we'll have some, uh, some collard greens on there, some cornbread for sure. Some mashed potatoes, maybe mac and cheese, definitely, um, and then some candy yams, probably, and then I'll round off my plate. But this year, shout out to my grandma; she's listening. She probably is. She's making gumbo for Thanksgiving. Ooh, nice. nice. So that'll be good. Sounds good. It's a switch up, but we'll see what's coming. That sounds good. Yeah, you know what? I'm a little bit disappointed. Like my family doesn't do the mac and cheese 
Thanks. My family gets mad at me. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't ask, you know, because my mom does a great job, or you know, whoever's cooking does a great job. So like, I'm not gonna consider and complain, but I would like the mac and cheese. But like, you know, it's smooth, it's, bro. Yeah, it's I good. love mac yeah, and cheese. You know, so. But really, what I do is honestly, mine's a little bit. It's just like turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing. I was waiting for the stuffing. Ooh, that, love that, stuffing, that, obviously, that and then I, I probably get like some some Brussels sprouts. It's a great. It's a great plate. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, yeah. First time I'm hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. I Yo, what about um? Is it called dressing? What's the little gelatin thing? What is that called? Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Yeah. Y'all eat that? Nah, I'm, 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 usually I'm it's not like a main thing. They're usually like we have it, we have it, but like I don't, like I don't I stay eat away. It. Yeah, to stay away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the stuffing, I mean, can't be. That's it. my favorite. Love it. We uh, we don't do like stuffing. We do first, start, and this I'm gonna just screw with both of you. I don't think mac and cheese is a Thanksgiving meal. What? We don't make it. But, yeah, I, I, I just like don't. I, I'm just like, but like I would be thinking that it's not Thanksgiving. Really? Like, what is it yeah. then? What, what do we? It's just like something you eat. It's for? good. It's like a I don't know. You can eat a hot dog. It's not for Thanksgiving. Like it's still a good food. See, my TikTok right now is all like mac and cheese recipes to bring to Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't know there if it's like bacon it's bits in there. I think it's definitely like more of a southern thing. Uh-huh. It's like definitely not something that. But my plate is Cultural like. Cultural description. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd I was avoid them. Yeah, here we go. It's like <laughs> I don't know. The I got like turkey kind of original way gravy and then we do a lot of potatoes so that's also why we don't do mac potatoes and cheese. Potatoes is no, a Thanksgiving no, listen, meal. Listen, types of potatoes. We got mashed potatoes, homemade mashed potatoes. Then we got filling, which is What's not that? stuffing. Yeah, I've heard. It's filling. like mashed potatoes <laughs> and then it's got like kind of like similar it's like tiny pieces of cut up bread, toasted bread and it's got like celery, some other like vegetables and then it's like kind of like a thicker mashed potato. It's my favorite. It's really really good. My mom makes that's like her that's like the big thing that like she spends like hours making on Thanksgiving. It's unbelievable. And then we got like sweet potatoes and like the brown sugar. Then we got like green bean casserole. Oh yeah, that's a good that's one. That. It's uh like you make green beans green beans and like cream of mushroom soup and then like with fried French onions on top. It's it's really good. Okay, yeah, so it's not like green bean casserole is like yeah, that, that, that's, that's another one we one. don't do, but I probably would do. Like, yeah. it's like really it. easy yeah. to make. It's really good. You want to get in your little it's chef. It's really good. Chefing green it up. Casserole. And then we do like a lot of vegetables. Like we'll have like brown sugar carrots. Don't know if you ever had those. Sounds good. Really good. And then either some type of corn. Like usually like corn, off not like not on the cob like corn like. Mm-hmm. Yo, imagine mixing that like. Those sweet potatoes with some mac and cheese. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That is a great Dude, mix, Dude, I'm so with you on that. You know, like, yeah. I don't know why people get upset about that. Like, it just, just mac and cheese is so good. And so it goes good. It is good. I too, love yeah. mac and cheese. I just don't think, like, for me, like, when I, th- mac and cheese is so far for Thanksgiving for me, I don't think of it. I feel you on that. I just feel like it can never hurt. It can't hurt, though. It can't hurt anybody. Yeah. Not a soul. Yeah. If the, the first thing soul. I'm doing, like, I think our turkey's good. But, like, the first thing I'm doing, if I'm changing anything about Thanksgiving, is, like, I'm deep-frying that turkey. Occasion, yeah. <laughs> like, that's uh, that the part that could be, could be improved, in my opinion. Now that I think about it, though, my mom's side of the family doesn't do mac and cheese. So, that might just be a thing that my dad's side of the family does, now that I think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. I think people do it, but. It's common. It's, it's common. It's definitely common, but it definitely is not as common. Like, like, my friends, I don't know how many of them do mac and cheese from home. Yo, y'all put uh, raisins in potato salad? 
I don't really eat potato salad. Really? Uh, I eat a lot of potato salad. Usually not raisins in the potato salad. Okay. Yeah, I don't either. I was just making sure. <laughs> yeah, that was another one. Cu- what was that, like a cultural like check there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a cultural check? <laughs> a check for discrepancies. Uh, no, we don't put raisins in our potato salad. Coleslaw? Y'all eating coleslaw on Thanksgiving? When you have coleslaw, is it sweet or not sweet? Rarely do I eat coleslaw. But if I do, it's sweet. Sweet. It's probably okay. from Cane's. Okay. I do eat it. And it's like mildly okay. sweet. Mayo-based salads, I don't mess with. Because I, I love sweet there. coleslaw, but, like, the mayo coleslaw that's not sweet, I really am not a huge I've fan of. I've actually never had that. Like, it's not. It's like, like you go to bite the coleslaw, and the texture's the same, and you expect, like, that sweetness. Yeah, and then it's just, it's like, just nah. kind of like a real bland <laughs> mayo yeah. taste with, like, crunchy cabbage. It's not not the best t- not the best <laughs> bite. <laughs> well, only coleslaw is really from Cane's. Y'all tried that Cane's yet? Nah, have you? I- I've been to Cane's. It's up here. I've been to Cane's. But I haven't been to the one in New York. No, I, it's I, in Times Square. Yeah, isn't they'll, it? they'll yeah. probably piss me off yeah. if I go try that. <laughs> Every yeah, time I, I went to Canes when I went to I went to Austin, dude. So good. Yeah, that place is awesome. Where'd you go to Austin? Went to Austin during my gap year, like just, with, with just some for buddies. a weekend. Yeah, I loved it, bro. Smooth. Did you go to Whataburger? Uh, yeah, overrated. But I I didn't get like yeah. The we've had this conversation. You're supposed to get right. <laughs> What's the one you're supposed to get? It's not like the main burger. You're supposed to get like off brand sweet stuff. and spicy bacon burger. Yeah, like or the patty melt. That's the, pa- yeah, the, the patty, patty melt is so good. I or love the, the patty um, melt. Yeah, I gotta uh, I, sh- I gotta go back. Yeah, the patty melt. There's no way you can't honey burger, honey butter chicken biscuit sandwich. Yeah, that, you get yeah. That one. Yeah, I I I just messed around. I was I was just like I'm here. Like I want. I've never tried In and Out or Water Burger. Yeah, it's not one of those. I'm gonna spots. do a taste test. Just like yeah, same like, White Castle, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and In and Out bloom out of the water. Like in terms of just like the straight up just straight. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree. There's no the specialty pa- sauce. The patty belt. Though, I like just ate when I went there. I literally just ate. I was you just doing it for the experience. Like, I guess I no. Like, I was just like I now I'm thinking about because like like Terry Black. Dude, what's that? You never been to Terry Black's? No, I <laughs> what is that? Terry Black's. It's like a, it's like a, it's a barbecue <laughs> spot in uh in Austin. Nah, it might just be an Austin thing. It is, it is, bro. Is it like one of those? You've never been to Austin? Like, is it like, uh, once? Is it like a real yeah. famous so like barbecue spot? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like know. a touristy spot, I think. Oh, gotcha. oh okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, like some of the best food I've ever had. I went twice in like four days. Yeah, it's it's like that, bro. The barbecue's like that. And like, oh, dude, what's even better than like the restaurants you go to? It's just random people like that can cook barbecue. Oh like, really? Can, like my dad, he like sometimes he like he stays up overnight just to make Smoking sure a brisket is good. It. Dude, that's awesome. He'll wake up like every two hours just to make sure his brisket is good. He'll be working on a brisket for like twenty like, twenty five to twenty eight hours. Dude, the brisket was the best food I've ever had. Bro. And like brisket up here, like you really can't get brisket up can't, here. No. Or it's gonna be yeah. like di- like the best one you get is dinosaur barbecue. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. And like it's good and like, like it's good until sauce. you try yeah, Texas. Yeah, exactly. I've never had that, so dude, I think it's good, but there's exactly, no way I try dude. that and I'm not just gonna like. And that's what I was it. eating and like it's just like, yeah, this is okay. Like brisket's okay. Like my whole thing is like in terms of like the meats, like brisket's okay. And then I went down there and had brisket. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever had. I feel like if you have a really, really good brisket, like it rivals like a good steak. Yeah. Dude. For sure. Like, I might. Out, like, it, for sure, bro. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Dude, like, this this was, like, so good. It was so good. Like, yeah. I dream about it, dude. <laughs> and then I had, like, the Tex-Mex, too. Ooh, where'd yeah. you go? You I forget remember? where I went. Was it, like, Gringo's or Lupe Tortilla? I wouldn't One know. I wouldn't know. It was, it was obviously great, though. Yeah, bro. That's, like, my favorite restaurant is Lupe Tortilla. Tex-Mex, you get the beef fajitas. And like thing is about the brisket down there, like it, it like it looks like it has life. Like it just looks a little <laughs> different. Like the brisket up here is like gray. Yeah, no, dude, it's oh, gray. Yeah. It's gray. It's gray, dude. That's down south. That stuff is like I just like light don't. Brown. I don't understand how you can get it like that juicy. 
dude. Bro, it, like, it looks like it. It dude, looks real. like it's like bro, it's jello. Real. Like a sponge. Dude, it's like it's jello. It. Dude, it's like it falls apart. It does. I, dude, it's unbelievable. I, I remember I got like a little smoked sausage too. Like, unreal. Got like some like a beef rib. Yeah, where it was like just kind of like flopping off the bone. Dude, like <laughs> the best meat I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, now I'm actually getting fired up. Like, this is, dude, so good. I went down a pretty a pretty deep, like, barbecue, brisket, YouTube rabbit hole for a dude, while. You could, where I was, easy, like, not watching. As, not as hard as you think. I was watching, like, those type of spots in Texas oh, where they talk about their process. Yeah. Yep. Just, like, 1 a.m., just so hungry watching these brisket <laughs> videos. It's, bro, they spend days working on a brisket, bro. Yeah, days. my cousin, he has a, a barbecue place, and it, he, like, wins awards for it. And yeah, that's all my awesome. family back in Kansas, like, he's bringing it to Thanksgiving, and I'm not going to be in Kansas for oh, Thanksgiving. So, man. yeah, this conversation is tough right now. <laughs> all right, yeah. guys. So to kind of put a bow on things before we get out of here, our last episode, um, you guys touched on this a little bit, but I think it's a little interesting. You guys actually are, all three of you, in different spots right now um, in your careers. Obviously, Luke, uh, this was your last game. Uh, this past Saturday. Patty, you still got another year. CJ, we've been saying you've got a decision to make. Uh, so I just kind of want you guys to just have, like, final words, you know, reflecting on what this season has meant to you and what you could take from it moving forward as you uh, go on with your lives, you know, with what you got coming out. Yeah, I think this season is, like, like a big life lesson um, as to how much the little things matter. How much, if your foundation has a single crack in it, once you build that that story, you you build that building one story, you might be like, okay, it can still go. Once you make it up to six stories, that crack can fall hard and heavy. And I feel like that's kind of like a thing I really picked up from this season is like, and it hurt week after week, time after time. And I I couldn't look back at anybody or look around at anybody but like myself and my teammates. Like, it was it was our fault. We let some some things slip in the off season in our preparation to where when we got here, um, other teams exposed it. And I think that's a kind of a grim reality you have to face in a sense. But I, like I said, getting that win at least lets me walk away with something. Um, but it leaves a lot on the table. Um, and so, like, it definitely is like a salty taste in my mouth to where it's hard for me to say, like, I can walk away from this and just be, like, done. Like, that's kind of like, like – I've been playing football since I was five. I've only, like, been on a winning team. Like, a, a substantially winning team, like, twice. So, for wow. me, it's like – yeah. Seriously? That's crazy. Yeah, like, literally, we never won anything. We might have won, like, one playoff game. But we went to playoffs every year. Like, so I was just on average teams. Middle school, average team. Like, lost district championship every year. I mean, in high school, I went to state and then won state. So, that is, like, I'm still hungry for that. Like, I'm not one of those kids that's just been winning his whole life. Like, I'm still hungry for that. And I think we have the potential to do that. Like, and I want to do that so bad. Like, I want that ring with the C on it, with the diamonds on it so bad. And it's a lot of stuff that we left on the table. And we had our chance this year, but, like, I really – that's something I really aspire for in my life. And while I have the chance to do it, I, it will, I, will, I will be doing myself a disservice to turn the opportunity down. So, uh, really look forward to getting that getting that ring with the C on it. You just announced your return? On some Bron stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron family. Love Le- that. LeBron style. <laughs> Taking yeah. my talents to South Beach. <laughs> um – yeah, uh, you know, um, like I said, like I said, my dad played at Cornell, and uh, he did a lot of losing in his career. <laughs> Shout out, Dad. <laughs> uh, he did a lot of losing, like, and he would talk to me, you know, when I was playing football, and 
I always ask him about his career and stuff, and he'd always say, like, you know, I always learn more, way more from the wins and the losses. And, like, he's like, yeah, it was hard and it sucked. And, but, you know, I learned so much from, from I mean, from the losses and the wins. Um, learned so much from losing. And, like, like he, he talks about his football experience. Like, yeah, like, it was hard and it was, like, it was grueling. But, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot. And I would always be like, yeah, okay, Dad. Like, I'm winning, you know. <laughs> but, you know, here we are. So, uh I always, I kind of had that like uh, mentality like queued up already, and you know I'm really grateful that, you know he shared some of those messages. It's just like you know what, this is a learning experience, and he'd always talk about how every week, regardless of the outcome, he would come in with the mindset like, okay, well this is how we're gonna beat the team next week, and you know everyone was fully bought into that, and and we kind of, we we were doing the same thing, and you know that's the only way you can go through this thing. So, um, yeah, it was it was a new experience for me. Uh, and and uh, I'm proud of how I stood up to it. Honestly, I'm proud of how I stood up to it. I'm proud of how we stood up to it. Um, but you know, like it, it it sucked. It sucked. And um, where I'm at now, where I'm going into my senior year here, whether I like it or not, I, there's nothing I can do. It's my last season coming up at Columbia. Um, and uh, we always talk about championship, championship. We want to win Ivy League championship. Like I want to get back to the process. I think we lack that. Uh, being process oriented like we gotta we get we gotta win days like win days win every day that that's got to be the mindset and you know what like there's nothing i love more than like feeling doubted uh feeling disrespected or like give me an excuse to have a chip on my shoulder and so i'm gonna take full full advantage of that this offseason i hope everybody else adopts that mindset we just get back to work and stop talking about a championship in july or March or whenever we were doing it, it's like, guys, we got to get back to winning the process. So that that's where I'm at and my take on the season. And uh, I'm really proud of the resiliency because it's a tough group. We're tough guys. Um, but, yeah, it serves as a lesson. And I hope we, uh, we use this lesson to our advantage next year. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a different spot. Um, that being said... I got uh, some good news from a doctor this morning. They are fairly certain that I will not be needing surgery. That's awesome, Congrats. So that being said, I actually uh, entered the transfer portal today, hopes of grad transferring and uh, continuing my career. So it's looking like there's probably a pretty good possibility of that happening. So I'm like that old dog that just, just doesn't <laughs> die. You know? Just waddling through, like just can't get rid of me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride this thing out for as long as I can. Um, you know, I've kind of accepted and embraced the fact that, you know, I'll never be able to play football after I'm done with this phase of my life. Um, and so I'm going to use what I can. I, I can work until I'm 80. I don't, I don't really care about starting my career as much as I do about playing football. I, I like playing this game too much to kind of give it up when I still have some left in the tank. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at right now, uh, in my career and obviously, you know, as a Columbia football alumni now, I will be, you know, the biggest fan ever of this program. I can't wait to see what these guys do in the following years. Um, I, I think it's it's such a luxury, and CJ just kind of, like, announced his return back. It's such a luxury to have leaders coming back to your team, and it really, like, creates a substantial culture in the team to be able to have that, so that be able to have two captains coming back and being here with the team will be 
will be awesome for the guys. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do in the future. And I'll obviously be there to support them any way I can. Can't do it on the field anymore, but any way I can. Yeah, I think I speak for everybody here, but just best of luck with your recovery and your uh, transfer process. Thank we you. Wish Appreciate you it. Um, and, again, thank you, CJ, Pat, Luke, and obviously Caden as well if you're listening. Just thank you for this awesome year. It's been an awesome podcast, and I'm glad you guys have been able to hop on with us. Indeed. Yeah, thank you for having Amazing. us. Thank you, yeah, it's been we appreciate it as well. Yeah. For sure, and Aaliyah, obviously thank you as well for being here to co-host this with me pretty much every week. Indeed. Uh, it's a lot of work, and I'm just thankful that you were able to do it with me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, of thank course, you. and thank you. You did yeah. did amazing. Thank so. you. All right, that's that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Season thank you, guys. Season 5 of the Captain's Corner Podcast. We'll see you guys all again next year for Season 6. Shout out Jack Sports. I was waiting for that one. Bro, it's not Jack Sports. <laughs> the Jack Therapy. Jack Physical, Physical Therapy, yeah.